So many times, Nicola, we can get focused on the outward of trying to love other people from this place of just compulsion. And it feels like we mm-hmm. keep getting stuck. And I just can't make sense of what makes it so hard for people to truly be able to love. Right. I mean, it definitely would be challenging to love ourselves and love others if we're not first fully accepting of God's love. I mean, his love is the secure base for us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I had to say it twice on my Welcome to the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. Yeah, I am excited to be on this new series that we're getting ready to go into. Nicola, we were just sitting here and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a therapist. You do life coaching stuff. You're in counseling school. Mm-hmm. And the aspect of relationship is so big to us. And a lot of the research and things that we tend to look through that we feel congruent with how God has made us to function as people is we look at a lot at attachment science. Right. Of course, the scriptures is foundational, but definitely as we study theories and things that are out there, attachment science just resonates, I feel like, for both you and I right. at looking at how God made us to be. Mm-hmm. And so in this series, like today, we were talking about just God's love being that secure base for us and that how it's impossible really for us to truly even know our worth and, right. and who we are as people mm-hmm. if we can't take in God's love. And then how can we even begin to love others? So this time we're about to go into for I don't know how many podcasts because you know how Nicole and I do it. We just kind of play it episode by episode in some ways. We're going to call it God's love flows. God loves flows. God's love flows. God's love flows. That's right. There you go. Just let it flow. (laughs) And it's so important because we, we are trying to do, and I think the mission of what we're going into here with this is we want you one to first be able to take in that God is love. Right. And that he loves you. And then we also, the second point that we really want to drive home is that God is love. You being able to take in God's love and then that net form how you even see yourself and how you even connect with who you are through first, that first lens that is so important that God is loving, that he loves you. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, I love me because he loves me. Mm -hmm. Right. But then letting that flow into how you love other people. Right. And then we know that that becomes a full circle because then God says that you, that we show our love for him by the way that we love one another. The world will know you are mine. By the love that you show for one another. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it just becomes this this full circle that I really believe. This completeness, Mm -hmm. right? So we will be not lacking in in anything, you know? And so I think that's the beauty, the beauty there that, you know, even as I sat, I'm walking through this space, this journey of what does it mean to just love and give that love? And, And I think this is like, to think through that, you really have to kind of like, I don't know, made me come back and trying to define and, and just look at how God loves me. And so anyway, yeah, that's, that's good. So tonight, to- what we're going to focus on in this episode, I say tonight, I don't want y'all to know when we're recording this, but y'all already know we got to record <laughs> when our babies go to bed. But what we're going to look at is we've been reading in first John mm-hmm. chapter four, beginning at verse seven, Nicola, could you, read? and it's going to, she's going to read for a while, but I think it's important because it encapsulates all of these points that we just mentioned. Right. God is love. He loves mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. 
that we have to be able to take in his love. Right. And that we also have to go and extend his love. Right. Which then ties back into him loving us and us loving him. Right. Okay. So verse starting with seven, uh, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sisters is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. That was a mouthful, but, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just amazing just to see, like, you know, what we're saying, being able to take in that love, um, accepting that love and then just going back and giving out this love because it's his love that's working through us. Like he's going to be the one doing and working through us to love and connect and uh, share that love that he gives to us. So here's the big one. Now this is a a way to start off a series. (laughs) Let's just talk about God's love for a moment. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it gets enough airplay, but even in this passage, why this one struck us is because what you see here that becomes the f- the first and most fundamental part that I think should be the foundation for every relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that yeah. God demonstrated love to us. And first, and you know, when we think about it, even if we go back to the garden, which is big to us, he demonstrated love towards us and in intimacy and connection that he creates us not as some distant, far hanging out there object. Just, yeah. That's but that he wants us to be an intimate relationship with him. He says, let right. us make man in our own image. In right. his image, he created them male really? and female and he blessed them. Mm-hmm. And like he gave them everything they need, all this nurture, this love and this care. But then even in this passage, what we're seeing is even when we sin and we fall short and we rebel against God, Mm -hmm. that God still steps back in and sacrificially gives 
his only son that he makes it very clear that he loves. He's like my only begotten. I'm not giving you out of my overflow. I'm giving you my only. Right. Because I so desperately want to be restored. I want you to be restored in relationship with me. So I will make the sacrifice for this relationship to be restored. I mean, just stop for a moment and really take that in. Don't just like let that fly over. That one, God made the first step and like, I made you in my image. That's mm-hmm. like a sign of love. But then even when we rebel, he's like, nope, I love you too much to allow that distance to remain. Right. I'll make the first step. I'll lay myself out there mm-hmm. to be restored in relationship with you, to restore for you to be restored in relationship with me. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes to change the state of your loneliness your lowliness and your brokenness and your distance because I so desperately want to be with you. And I know that you need to be with me. So I guess that even in that part, we see the sacrifice right, mm-hmm. on the behalf of another, because he's God, he will always continue to exist and be, there was nothing uh, insufficient or lacking in him. It was, I'm doing it for your, your good and your benefit. But also he does. He does take delight in us. It's pure delight, right? Right. Yeah. That he gave his son. And I think, you know, you can read that and you can see it. And I don't know, you can feel this warmth even in your heart (laughs) about it. And I think earlier I was reading with the girls and it talks about looking in the mirror in, in the book of James, looking in the mirror and then you walk away. And you don't remember, basically, you don't remember what you saw. And I think sometimes we can almost do that. Like God goes to the depth and the width and everything. He goes through all of it. Like you're saying, this sacrifice to communicate his love towards us only for us to um, sometimes walk away and forget it. You know, and I and I think, you know, while sitting down with these scriptures and these truths, it can feel good. It can remind you, can solidify you. And then, you know, what do you do when um, trials come or temptations come or, you know, what do you do when you realize, hey, I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. What does his love say about me again? What does he say about his love? for me. And I think that's when we need to like cause ourselves to like remember and go back to these truths. And when pressures come or stressors come, we can almost forget and and just need to be re-anchored back into the space of God loves me. He made a sacrifice for me. Or when it comes to our relational people that we're relating with and and wanting to share, you know, as a as a mom, as 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 a wife, like what does that mean for me to turn around and and love you and love my children and then to love my neighbors outside of this household? You know, it was very revealing and encouraging. Um, but like you said, you know, how do we do this relationally? Yeah. And so I won't even take, take a couple of steps back into this. God himself is love because that's the really hard concept. You know? Yeah, we do need to settle into that. In yeah, that. stay yeah. there for Let's sure. Because where are you going to next time? Mm-hmm. So. I guess where I was even going is when it says like, it's a very declarative statement here. God is love. He can do no other. Mm. It is who he is. It's the very nature and essence of his being. God is love. And it's not that just God loves. God is love. He is love. 
Mm-hmm. It's the nature and character of who he is. And I think that's a good picture that we need to be able to take in because so many times if we can't take that picture in, the other image that we end up getting of, of God is that, you know, definitely I know it's been in my own life. I definitely hear it in the lives of other brothers and sisters in Christ. It's like this sense of we can take this very I don't know, just seeing the punitive side of God, which I think that is a part of his loving nature. I know it might sound funny, but what I mean is even in the sense of the punitive part of God, where it's like where there are consequences for our our actions that he chastens those whom that he loves. Right. Mm -hmm. We still, but we can lose aspect that he is love. So even when he corrects us, it comes from this place of love love. because it's all about restoring us because he loves us. It's like, I believe what's I'm making this choice because I'm doing what is good for you to restore you, to heal you, to, Mm -hmm. to uplift you, to transform you. He is love. It's the very nature and character of who he is. Mm -hmm. Because I think the, uh, the, the tactic that we see of the enemy and we cover this in one of our very early podcasts where Satan comes into the garden and God said to Adam and Eve, he says, you can eat up any of the fruit of the garden except this one thing. So God is very gracious. He's abundant in his giving, but Satan wants to come in and he wants to make it seem like God is limited. Like he's holding out. Like he doesn't have our best interests at heart. Like he's hiding his goodness from us. See, Satan does not want us to see God is love because we are drawn towards love. Every person in the world, believer, unbeliever, no matter what faith, religion, lifestyle, whatever, everybody, you can guarantee this, is looking for love. Everybody. Absolutely. So I told you, I think I said this in another podcast. I remember in um, my theories of personality class in in graduate school, we had to write our theory of people. Mm -hmm. And the, the premise of my paper was this, that the whole like essence of human nature and character and behavior is driven by two things the motivation to love and be loved. Mm. And if you cut either one of those off, people suffer and you see all kind of struggles begin to happen. And so what I mean by that is, of course we make sense. Like everybody wants to be loved. Yeah, that's true. But also I think it's a part of God's creative character put in us that he is love mm-hmm. and we are made in his image. We're also driven to love. Give love and to nurture and care for. Yeah. So one of the first things I do when not first, but probably one of the biggest things I have to accomplish as a therapist, we do what we call a relational history with our clients or an attachment history Mm -hmm. because we want to learn about what have you learned in relationship with the closest, most intimate relationships in your life. And when they, what have they taught you about what it means to be in relationship with other people, but also with yourself. True. Because we know that that will then lay down kind of like the grail of what how you will live the rest of your life and feel your way through life and try and make sense of life. Right. Because what we know is that everyone needs a model on what it what a loving person is supposed to look like in our lives and what it means for us to be loved by that loving person. Right. Right. And I think what we also see is if we can make that sense of that in our earthly relationships with our parents and early caregivers how much more so is that powerful in a he- with our heavenly father right. that he's like, I will lay down the example of what it looks like for you to be loved mm-hmm. unconditionally, mm-hmm. because I'm going to lay that down because it's a template and a model that I want you to be able to go out and live in my creation 
but also I want it to be the model for you to be able to go out and love others. The love that I have given to you and now you go give it to others. Right. So that's why I was so encouraged when you were talking about this tonight, Nicola, that it is, it is transformational that if I can make this first step, if I can't get this first step, right, I'm going to be so hindered in the next two that we'll go into another podcast about love of self. And I know that could be a controversial term and we'll clarify that when we get to that podcast, but also loving others. But if I can't get this first one to take in that God is love, to see him as love, to see him as a loving God, as a loving heavenly father, mm-hmm. then it's so hard. It to do the, you can't do the other two. Yeah. Definitely will be challenging. Definitely brings up fears and yeah. insecurities. Yeah. And, you know, you want to pull away, you want to pull away from, from God. You want to avoid, like, I know you love me. I know your love, but I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to take it in. I think sometimes we can struggle with that or sometimes we come, we do this push pull kind of a thing, you know, with him. Um, And I think he wants to bring us to a place where we're secure. We can trust that he is constant, that he is steadfast, that we have the security and safety with him that we don't have to only rely on, you know, you earlier you used the examples of the earlier attachment, you know, like you may say, I, I, I don't have a stable reference of it. A lot of us will have that. So let me catch that. Cause that was a powerful line. You said that God wants us to wants to bring us to this place of what did you say? Secu- Safety and mm-hmm. security mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with him. Right. So let me go back to that. So I'm trying to like stay with this part that he is love. So why do you think, and I don't know, maybe this isn't a good question because I'm just thinking of it. Like that's so important though. That's because you, even you, like when we were talking about it, I could see how important, how serious it was even on your face. I just want to tap into that part of you that got activated mm-hmm. as you thought about this, this part that why it's so important for people to understand that God is love. Yeah. I think, you know, Gosh, I I think it's the one pure love that that I've experienced <laughs> that um, I don't even know if I have words fully to even express, but it's just that sense of security. Like I know, you know, in our relationship, I love you and I know you care about me, but because of the effects of sin, like there's a fallenness that comes even I, I will, maybe somebody will expect something from me and I won't be able to show up in that way that they need it. And I'm, so I'm going to falter and, and I'm going to fall short of what they need. Unbeknownst to me sometimes, you know, of course, at best, I'm going to try and full my role to to you and to my kids and friendships and things like that but I will falter but like I think for even in my relationship with the girls I just want them to know like mom may fall short but God <laughs> like he he knows the fullness of what you you need even today we're talking about trusting in the Lord with all your heart and not leaning on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path and I know let's talk about directing path but I think in that it's like that sense of he has my best interests at heart. He wants me to experience and feel what it feels like to 
experience this fullness, this full connection, this, there's no fear, there's no hiding, there's no anxiousness, there's no avoiding. I can step into this place of security and at least begin to grow. You Mm. know, I won't say I fully, I'm fully there, but I know that, that, that space in him is there and that I can move towards that, you know, despite whatever attachment styles that I learned, when I was younger that maybe I may experience in between my human relationship. But that's, I feel like that's that one place that that's there for me to come and take off and partake in. Yeah. And I wish that, you know, the listeners can't see you as you're talking right now, (sighs) but even as you talked and you did that whole thing, your body moved with like this great uh, expression and confidence of like this kind of like power in your hand movements and how your shoulders and everybody just rose up <laughs> like where it's like this under part where we're kind of hitting that we're going to close on today is God is love his whole being his whole nature it is perfectly love like you said it is a pure love it is not there's no selfishness in it for him no there's no insecurity in it for him right it is literally even when god gets upset or the bible talks about him being jealous it's like he's like i'm it i'm the best thing going i don't want to see you settle for anything less than the best yeah and And so even being able to see that he is love, every decision he makes, that he is love, that even when your loved one dies and it doesn't make sense to you, mm-hmm. that God mourns because he loves you. It says precious in the eyes of the Lord or the death of his saints. Or even that it says that on the in the revelations that God himself will walk among them and he will be their God. He will and he will wipe the tears, tears from their from eyes. eyes. Yeah. Like that because God is love, he is not separate from your suffering. Because God is love, he will not allow anything to separate you from his love in Christ Jesus, that nothing can, that his love moves him. It compels him. Like even when the leper was like, Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. And it said Jesus was moved with compassion. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. is like, no, nothing. I am love. Love is my number one motivating force. I love how Ravi Zacharias talks. It's like with love is the highest ethic and moral in the world. Without love, there's nothing else makes sense. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, even when you're saying that, like I was corresponding with a friend, I was like the author of first Corinthians 13 says, you know, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You know, it's like, you think, you know, why not? faith why why is not that the highest why is not hope the highest thing you know um but it's like this love because it just expands it embodies that faith it embodies hope it, but it expands far beyond even all of that and we hope because of the love and we have faith because of the love that he is and that he he's wanting to create us into that being and he's wanting to work through us you know um and draw us to himself in love. Because the way know? we were created from the very beginning, why well, I have to say it, is that at the very source of it all is that we were created as relational beings to be in relationship with God. When God even said, let us, he didn't say, let, let me just make people in my own image. He said, let, let us create them in our own image. Mm-hmm. And so we were created to be oriented relationally. And here's the beautiful thing about, you know, what I find in, in therapy with about love is, Love is inherently like this dilemma. It is a risk. Oh my goodness. Because with love, (laughs) you have to fully put yourself out there and take the risk of rejection. And that's even what God does. He, he models that. Right. He's like, I will make you with free will. You can define that however you want to, that you 
will choose to love to to like I will love you no matter what because it's no who I what. am absolutely and I want you because you have encountered my love that my love is what transforms you and compels you to then love me back in return. Mm-hmm. And that love is the motivating source for both of our actions. I'm, I can't do anything else other than who I am. And mm-hmm. you've also been encountered by me and, and my love in you evokes your love to even love and be with me. And then that transcends everything else. You can't even set a law to rule that. Mm-hmm. But if you love God, you will obey him and keep his commands. Right. So it just becomes this thing like that's, it's just so foundational, you all. And you know it even for you listening. I just want to make space for you to even just right now as you listen to this, if you could just take a moment and try to close your eyes. And even if you've been through difficulty and pain and hardship, I know that this truth still resides in human hearts. It just sometimes gets buried under mountains of pain mm-hmm. and, and rejection and neglect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But could you make space to try and picture love? That God is love. And him looking at you and loving you. That in your times of need, that he smiles upon you, that he sees you. And even if your circumstances does, do not change, that you still see that even in your sadness, he grieves with you. That even in your unanswered prayers that would feel like they've been unanswered, he yearns to restore it and make it all right. That he loves you. Mm-hmm. That there is no distance that he is not willing to go to make things right between you and him. And as you even picture that, that God is love, what do you even just feel happen in your body as you listen to that? Can you feel that? Like, can you feel it for me? It's like, it's like, I feel this like kind of like my eyes are, my eyes are starting to sweat. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you just feel this warmth overcome your body. I hope you even feel peace to overcome your soul. I hope that even maybe just kind of like makes the things of this world grow strangely dim. Mm. Right. As you picture that place. And what we have to be so careful of is to not let the thing, the cares of this world to choke out that vision, to not let the um, hurts, habits and hangups of life take away the foundational truth that God is love. No matter how mama, daddy, auntie, uncle, and them, the church, people in the church Mm -hmm. weren't able to do it. But you, what gives you a security, what defines who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. is that God is love. It is who he is and he can do no other. Everything about him, even when he gets, even if God gets angry, it comes from the essence of he's love. Even in his chastising, it comes from this place of love. Yeah. Even if he smiles upon you, it's not because you performed well for him. Mm. He smiles at you because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And just tell me how it would feel to live life from that place. And we need those reminders. We need constant reminders. And that's why John is writing this letter to that church. They've been through a hard time in crisis and they need to be reminded of these foundational things. 
God is love. And those who say they love God will love their brothers. And we'll get more into that as we go on through the podcast. So I just time to make that transition. Kind of gave my excellent point, but I want to give space for you, Nicola. That is an excellent point you like to give. Yeah. Um, I think it's just that ability to, I think a part of me want to protect, right. Um, in a sense of my mind thinks of all the, the wrongs or the negatives that might've been done to someone and how their mind wants to block out or the feelings or the hurt wants to block out. I'm mad at God. You weren't there. You didn't show up. How can you be loved? And people have all these kind of questions and I'm sure at different stages with different kind of things, I'm like, where were you in that? And I think actually it's a good question. If we can spin it a little bit like God, where were you in that? You know, how did you show up for me in that space? Even though it was so horrible, whatever it was. Um, and just knowing that his love can permeate, he can show, it can show us where he was in those moments and um, that his love is from yesterday, today and forevermore. He is love and, and he offers security. I think that's one of the biggest thing, um, just being reminded that he offers safety and security um, in ways that um, it's not tainted by human efforts. And so may you uh, be able to join in and, and receive, receive that love that God is. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at a more Excel way and check out our website at a more excellent way relationship.com. Visit klrc.com to learn more about the more excellent way.